Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to TC Live. At Roland Garros, where we are reminded that there is beauty in both where you've been and where you're about to go. Some dreams accomplished and others left to achieve. It is quarterfinal Tuesday here at Roland Garros. Sasha Zverev took care of business in straight sets today. And guess what? He's right back on the practice courts getting ready for his first ever semifinal. There he is. And there we are, our DraftKings Tennis Channel desk. Steve Weisman, Chanda Rubin, John Wertheim, happy to be with you. We are leading up to the night session. Daniil Medvedev and Stefano Tsitsipas. The women's matches today, they were long. The match we just saw, it was short. What are you expecting tonight? You know, I expect this to be definitely more of a battle between Medvedev and Tsitsipas. They've both been at the latter stages of, of big tournaments. They have the experience. They've been top players for a while now. And they've had a lot of matches against each other. Medvedev owns the head-to-head -head by a lot. But this is on clay. It's a new situation. Be interesting to see who gets out on top in this one. The draw came out, and these guys said, boy, Nadal and Djokovic are both on the other half. What an opportunity. That really hasn't changed. And there are three main players left in this side of the draw. Big opportunity for all of them. That also means... Real disappointment if they don't pull through. I'm with you. We did not have a classic first match in the men's quarter. I think we'll get one tonight, though. All right. We'll continue to break down that matchup throughout the show and see how long Sasha stays over there on court number three. But first, let's get you caught up on what went down earlier. Zverev, third meeting with Alejandra Davidovich Fokina, looking to reach the semifinals here for the first time, John. Yeah, we, we gave up the game when you're hitting balls on a practice court after a major quarterfinal. Odds are good. You didn't have a whole lot of work out here. And uh, Zverev was just terrific today. A bit of a patchy start, a couple of breaks. They sort of wanted to warm into this match. And then it was just all Zverev. You figured Davidovich Fokina, very nice ascending player from Spain, but just ran out of battery a little bit. And watch this scoreline as it keeps ticking upward for Zverev. Just a, a veteran performance. These guys had a close match the last time they played about six months ago. That was not the case today. Zverev would end up winning 14 of the last 16 games in a major quarter. Um, again, he was terrific. His opponent, Lesso, he did everything well. He did everything quickly, which is why he's hitting balls over uh, Chanda's left shoulder as we speak. But uh, pretty easy day at the office for Zverev. And remember, we talk about scores. Also, look at time of match. It may well help him with potentially two matches to go that he had such an easy one today under 100 minutes. Absolutely. Nine breaks to serve. You don't see that often in a Grand Slam quarterfinal. And Alexander Zverev into the final four for the first time at Roland Garros. We've seen him in the final at the U.S. Open, in the semifinals in Australia, and now into the semifinals here in Paris as we take a look at our Raymond James draw. Chanda, three spots remaining. If you're Sasha Zverev, who would you rather play? I think he would probably rather play Medvedev, just maybe based on, on how previous matches have gone. Again, with Tsitsipas, it's been a little more of a battle. Um, but at this stage, you're just waiting to see who survives. 
this battle tonight and happy to be in the semifinals. 22, you look at that top half of the draw. Diego Schwartzman hasn't dropped a set. He's been terrific. Berrettini's come on strong, and they are really underdog. For two guys in the top 10, boy, are they underdogs on the top half of that draw. Uh, they are. I mean, be, well, you have the world number one, John, and then you've got a guy who's won here 13 times and has only lost two matches in his life. Incredible. For Sasha Zverev, lost the first two sets here, Chanda, at Roland Garros. Hasn't dropped one since. Yeah, he's played you know, pretty clean tennis and hasn't had a whole lot of trouble. This first set today was very scratchy. Zverev actually didn't play his best. You mentioned the nine breaks of serve. Seven of them happened in the first set. But it was Zverev who, after tucking that first set away, was able to raise his level, was able to get better, cleaned up the unforced errors. The serve got better. He didn't face another break point. That's a good sign for him that he can go into a big match like that and get better as it goes on. I'm curious, Chanda, as somebody who's played before and you've played quick matches, is, is being out on the court right now more to just keep sweating or is it I'm working on my serve? Well, working on the serve, that has been a big part of Zverev's game. Sometimes the double faults can come into play. So the more reps you get on that shot, the more comfort you have, you hope that'll carry over into a match. And when you have a short day at the office like he had today, it's a beautiful evening here in Paris. Why not? Quiet. This is perfect time. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we invite him up here? He's taking a break here, but he, he had 62 service points. That's not a lot. But we'll talk about these women's matches coming up, where each player served way more than 100. So it was a quick day at the office, and I think again for a player who's had some struggles with his serve, not a great serving day. He was very clean off the ground, more winners than errors, but 62 service points. That is not a lot of practice. And uh, again, very interesting that he's. Right out here. He's been out here for a while, too. This is not 10 minutes to just sort of get a sweat going before I cool off. So uh, this is a bona fide practice right after playing uh, a major quarterfinal, guys. That's the best time, John. Practice right after the match. Keep it going. Get in. You know, kind of keep that rhythm. And sometimes it just solidifies a little bit more into the muscles when you can do this after a competitive match. Once again, these are live pictures of Sasha Zverev on the court right next to our Tennis Channel DraftKings desk here at Roland Garros. He was broken three times today, and he's been heavily focused on the serve over the last, what, 35 minutes or so? Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about those breaks in the first set. It really wasn't a good first set. Both guys, but Zverev as well, had more, had probably twice as many win- twice as many unforced errors as winners. The serve didn't quite get going, but he was able to get it going as the match went on. But in this next round, this semifinal match, whoever gets through, you got to be ready from the start. He's not going to be allowed to have a slower start. So perhaps getting back on the practice court is, is towards that end as well. Well, I mean, there, there are four guys here with him. Again, we've seen players go out and sort of cool off. And this, this is, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen this. I mean, he's sitting ball after ball after ball. So, uh, goes well for his confidence. I've done that. Yeah, right, that's good. Go. I, I love it. It's perfect time. I've seen it after losses before. No, wins. It's right. best after a win. You're feeling good. You're like, yes, I got through. <laughs> now this practice means something because I've got the next match and it may be even bigger. Uh, so, yeah, it's the best time to do it. Right. We'll, yeah. we'll keep you updated on uh, how long Sasha Zverev stays out there practicing the surf. Maybe he'll go into Philippe Chatrier and watch that next quarterfinal because he's taken on the winner. Well, the women set the table today, and they were out there and absolutely would slay on the clay. Chanda Paula Bedosa, Tamara Zidanchek meeting for the first time since juniors. First career major semifinal on the line for both. This was a battle.
Yeah, it was Bedosa who got up two breaks in the first set, but Zidancek, she has shown this ability all tournament long to stay the course, to come back, and it was forehands like that one that got her the first set, would be up 4-2 Zidancek, and it looked like she was going to run away with this match in two sets, but the Bedosa forehand started firing. She didn't go away, settled in, won the last four games of this second set. Bedosa quick off the mark there, and what a feeling all tied up at one set all and took the first two games Bedosa did of the third set but Zidancek again coming back getting back on serve and here the latter stages of this match just a little more aggressive had the confidence especially from the forehand side a lot of winners from Zidancek over the course of this match and another one off the forehand side it is what got her the match it came through huge 48 total, 39 off that forehand wing. We go inside the press room with Tamara Zidancek. Well, you know, at that point, you just kind of fight for your life, I guess. Um, it's not like... I just knew I had to keep going for it. So, yeah, my, I would say that my mindset was stay focused, be aggressive. I knew that I, I can do a lot of damage with my forehand. I just got to get into the right position, and that's exactly what I managed to do. It was a tough one. Uh, I think she played a good match. Um, I didn't feel myself in the whole match. I'm a little bit sad about that because I think I played maybe the worst match of the tournament and of the clay season, but um, sometimes it's like that. Still her first ever major quarterfinal. Then it was the doubles partners. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, Elena Rybakina, friends tomorrow, foes today, Chanda. Yeah, and these are both hitters of the ball. Maybe Pavlyuchenkova, we thought, with a little more firepower, but Rybakina went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and in that first set, stepping up, shots like that one had good movement as well. Won that one in the tiebreak, but in the second set, some of the experience of Pavlyuchenkova, who has been in multiple quarterfinals at majors over the course of her career, she stayed the course. They're falling and still winning the point. Frustrating for Rabakina, but Pavlyuchenkova getting the set point in the second set, tie it up even at one set all. And into the third, Pavlyuchenkova able to continue some of that momentum, but Rabakina, she recovered, and it became a battle to the end. Pavlyuchenkova stepping up just a little bit more, a few more, few, fewer unforced errors, I should say. And in the end, it was the superior power and the consistency of Pavlyuchenkova that came through in this match. Fantastic win for her and a battle. Broke twice as many times, 44 winners to just 28 unforced errors, and she is moving on. How about these two first-time semifinalists, John? Yeah, uh, whose draw looked like that to start the event? But for all the tumult and all the chaos, if we had a semi in the top half, Coco Goff against Iga Svantec, who is yet to drop a set, I would say that wouldn't be a half-bad matchup. Uh, this is a very interesting draw, especially given all the possibilities coming in. I mean, today's matches were just battles. Both, I mean, like, crawl on mud, eat worms, sleep on leaves. <laughs> I mean, these were two-and-a-half-hour marathons, and the both players won them. This was not about tightening on the other side of the net. This was real sort of fearless tennis. But again, I'm looking at that top half, and I'm thinking Coco Schwantek, and suddenly uh, this draw seems pretty normal.
What yeah. do you think about that? No, I mean, I think it'd be a fantastic semifinal um, to match the, the two that are already there. And as you said, I mean, they battled. They won those matches, went into extra innings, about two and a half hours each match. I mean, the women really got down and did the work today um, to get into those semifinal, into the semifinal uh, matchups. I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how golf comes out. She's been so good. She's been, you know, so steady through this whole tournament. And at her age, with the maturity she's seeming to bring to her tennis, she's got a great shot, but it'll be a battle against Krejcikova. And then with Chiantek, she looks head and shoulders above everyone else, had a little tougher match against Kostyuk. Uh, so we'll see how she does here against Sakari. But, I mean, it's been a fa fantastic run, I think, to the in for the with the women. I mean, okay. it's going to be interesting. No, it's, it's funny, too, because we talk about the devastation of this draw. We have a defending champion, odds-on favorite going in, and she's yet to drop a set. Maybe this draw isn't so out of kilter, but I think also the maturity of both Coco Goff and Schwantek, 120, 117, they're not just winning, and they're not just winning in, sometimes in domination. They're buttoned up. There's not drama. There are not unnecessary games. I mean, they're just they're coming to work. They're getting it done, and they're leaving. They're playing like a couple of veterans. You're absolutely right, John. At the beginning of this tournament, we were talking about a couple of 39-year-olds. You take Iga and Coco together, oh, we got less than that. So pretty special stuff that we have tomorrow. Of course, we are leading up to Ned Sitsipas, the night session, top of the hour, live right here on Tennis Channel. But when we come back, fabulous footwork from Federer, how the maestro moves. We go in-depth on the Swiss Steps. You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda, John, Steve, and Sasha. Back with you here on TC Live, getting ready for the night session at Roland Garros. Medvedev Sitsipas playing for a spot in the semifinals against that man, Alexander Zverev. Hands on knees, only played for about an hour and a half today. A straight set win to make his first career semifinal here at Roland Garros. And he's been out practicing his serve right next to us here on the Tennis Channel desk for about 45 minutes. Well, Roger Federer's final match this fortnight came under the lights on Philippe Chantrier. It was a four-set win before the former champ withdrew from the event. Federer joined us last Thursday, and I asked him about the importance of footwork. talk about feeling good feel the feeling the movement we saw that you retweeted what tennis channel put out yeah. it was the video very nice all, well <laughs> all on your footwork and, and what did you say about it um we rarely see those shots right uh, of uh, of a tennis player um because usually it's always the whole body and they talk about what he does with the hand and you know uh and yes you talk about movement but not like in detail like this so that's why also i thought it'd be nice to retweet um i even mentioned to my kids is when i tell them in tennis about footwork i tell them look how much i move my feet for one shot or for one point so it was just a, a beautiful video so well done and thank you 
He told his kids about it. Back on our DraftKings desk, uh, great work by our digital team. Charles Connolly went out there, he shot it, he edited it, he produced it, did one for Federer, one for Novak, one for Serena, and there is still one to come for Iga Sviantec. So keep tuned to our social media channels. Meantime, talk about Roger Federer. John, uh, the reaction that you had to him withdrawing from the event after that win. Yeah, I, I'm not sure this was uh, Federer's smoothest discount, but I also think, you know, big, big picture, there is a tax we pay for these players to compete deep into their 30s, for them to go after these big prizes and play these big events. I mean, Roger said before the event, I'm not going to win this thing. I'm coming to get matches. What did he do? He was 1-2 and two on the year. He hadn't played in almost 18 months. He had multiple knee surgeries. He came here. He won nine sets. And, you know, I think there's some resentment that he may have treated this like a, like a warm-up for Hala. Um, you know, I mean, we would like to have seen him keep competing as long as he was winning. But I think, look, this is the price we pay to have these athletes out here. And Nadal has pulled out in the middle of this event. And Serena Williams, the constricted schedule, good for them. If that's what's keeping them going and on stage, I think we've got to live with it. We can't have it both ways. Yeah, I think, you know, certainly the sentiment is, you know, disappointment, first and foremost, that Roger Federer did pull out. I mean, we all wanted to see him continue on in the tournament, especially after he had that, you know, fantastic win late at night. Um, you know, but players have the right to look after their body. And who knows what he was feeling, how things were going for him physically in his mind. You know, that is certainly the decision he has, he's able to make. And you've got to respect that, especially after the amount of time he's been playing. I mean, everything he's already given and how long he was out with injuries, with surgeries. You cannot kind of take all of that into consideration unless you're on the inside of that um, of that situation. And, you know, everybody has an opinion. Some people maybe didn't like it. Some people didn't maybe respect it. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, but he's entitled to his as well. And for me, uh, first and foremost, it's a player's right to be able to do that. There were, in years past, Steve, where times where you were just happy to have him in this tournament, where he didn't play at all. So all of a sudden, it's, you know, now he's pulling out and it's the frustration. I get it. Um, you know, but he certainly has that right, and he absolutely should be looking after his body at this stage. I thought Andy Murray had an interesting point. He tweeted that in basketball, football, other sports, when you return from injury, players are given reduced minutes to build up their fitness. In tennis, you don't have that luxury of playing just one set in the first match, two sets in the next. Roger had to play three out of five, three matches, and for his body, he felt like that was too much. Yeah, I think uh, difference individual versus team. All right. Well, we will see Roger Federer on the grass next, and that means Tennis Channel's coverage of Wimbledon. Just two weeks after Roland Garros, Grand Slam action back on the grass in London at the All England Club. Primetime coverage of Wimbledon on Tennis Channel begins Monday, June 28th. We'll be back on TC Live after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Zverev reality show has left the court. The real semifinalist of Roland Garros. Sasha's practice session following his match is over. Maybe he's going now inside to watch the next quarterfinal. He'll face either Stefano Tsitsipas or Daniil Medvedev. Has two days off. That match will be on Friday. Wednesday's schedule here on Tennis Channel and TC Plus. 
1.30 p.m. Eastern, TC Live. We got Coco Goff against Barbara Krichikova. Then Maria Sakri and Iga Sviantek, the defending champion. And how about Rafa Nadal taking on Diego Schwartzman, who has beaten Nadal before. And Novak Djokovic taking on the Italian Matteo Berrettini. Well, she's a six-time major champion, a four-time year-end number one, an Olympic gold medalist, a world-class mom, and the very best teammate we could ask for. Happy birthday to our Hall of Famer, Lindsay Davenport. I didn't know you guys were going to do that. That's why she didn't come hang out with us on set. That must have been it. I mean, come on. Two days. Congratulations. Happy birthday, Lindsay. We got a a career slam there. Look at that. Four, three, and one. Good day uh, to be born a female tennis player. That's that's impressive, guys. June 8th. Who would have known? Kleister's Davenport Ostapenko. We still have a curfew. Otherwise, we'd be partying tonight, Steve. You know that. <laughs> Lindsay's, well, Lindsay's Lindsay a party animal, right? Lindsay would have no part of <laughs> yeah, this. No six chance. minutes. So we got a 9 p.m. curfew. She's got about six <laughs> yeah, minutes. She's so uh, mad right now that we're even talking about her. That's, that's the, uh, <laughs> this is literally the first day she has not come up to our desk right. to hang out all day. She hangs out here all yeah, day. Now I know why. Because it's her birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lindsay. We love you. All right, time to see our social media tweets for the day. Lucky number 13, John. Congratulations. Dylan Alcott, 13th career Grand Slam title in men's, men's quad wheelchair singles. Yeah, Dylan Alcott is, is a celebrity in his own right in Australia. I'm thrilled that they were able to hold these events here, that we were able to uh, to get players from around the world to compete. And Dylan Alcott, uh, if Rafa is the king here, we have, uh, we have a close second because he wins a lot of matches, Dylan Alcott. And how about the men's wheelchair singles champ has been crowned. Congratulations, Alfie Hewitt. Now he is a three-time singles winner in Paris. He crushes it here. Whoa. Yeah, fan- fantastic. Congratulations. Not easy to become a three-time champ, especially here on the red clay. Huge congratulations for this feat. He sprung a real upset beating the top seed Shingo Kuneda of Japan in his first match. So uh, all props here. Uh, we've got one of the wildest tennis workouts of all time. This is not Prakash, but uh, looks like him. <laughs> He's got those abs. Uh, Chanda, what do you make of this? Is this a good tennis workout? I mean, I'm, uh, where's the tennis going to take place? Right oh, here. oh, there it is. Oh, okay, right there it is. But this is insane. I cannot imagine going. I mean, this is training above training. That's the old Rod Laver kangaroo <laughs> hop, but I'm not sure Rod had that kind of juice off his ground strokes. I mean, is he training for the Ironman? For the... That's, that was the only part I was wondering about. I mean, you're going to jump before you serve. That's... This is dangerous. That's, Ooh. yeah. I, I can't even... So you got to jump over the net, hit a forehand, then jump over the net, hit a backhand. Keep your eyes on the ball while you're jumping over the net as well. That is... That's special stuff. All right, we need Prakash <laughs> to, to film this back in Los Angeles and see if he can do the I, same thing. I want to see how those skills express themselves in a match. I want to see, the, could Tennis Channel broadcast the next match for this I mean, I'm uh, not sure they do, well-conditioned John. athlete? I'm not sure they translate, but certainly for the fitness side of it, absolutely. I mean, he's got rock-hard abs, and he can go all day. <laughs> it's the explosiveness, right? you got to be explosive on the court. you got to hit the ball in the court. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Who gets the ball in the court? Just jump high. Come on. Uh, leading up to the top of the hour, our final quarterfinal of the day. Sitsipas, Medvedev for the right to play Alexander Zverev. More TC Live after this. 
Ruben Wertheim Weissman back with you on TC Live. He's won a match. He's done another hour practice. And now, Sasha Zverev. Photos with the kids, Chanda. Yes, it's a nice part of the day after you've gotten through a big match, had a little practice, get to sign some autographs, but the ground's still pretty quiet. You can walk a little more easily. And by the way, I mean, he's living in a bubble right now, so why not hang out here? Otherwise, you've got to go back to the hotel. It's not like you can... watch tennis and eat free food. Can't hang out in Paris. Uh, John, you've got some news on the Asian swing. What's going on? Yeah, it's, it's looking very iffy, I'm told, for uh, this is the Q3. This is after the U.S. Open. By the end of the week, we will have some final announcements. Uh, that's when the, the Chinese events are going to give the WTA... Their schedule, all this obviously is COVID-related. Tennis is going to be nimble, uh, but I've heard that the China stretch does not look great for this fall. However, the WTA is absolutely committed to having this eight-team final event. It's a player final event. It could be in Singapore, it could be in Europe, but if Shenzhen, which is where it's usually held, is not able to happen, it will happen elsewhere. This obviously impacts Indian Wells, other third-quarter events. COVID, man, doesn't stop uh, making hay of things. No, and, and you know, weren't able to have the event last year, and it is a big part um, of the tour. There's a lot of, of money. The funding, you know, is supported from those events towards the end of the year. So they've got to figure something out, and you're getting to the point where you have to put out a schedule, where you've got to at least, at least give players some idea of what that schedule may look like, like. So those decisions have to start to be made. And there's still so many restrictions from what you're hearing in China and you know, trying to bring players in from all over the world may prove to be a little too much. I'm told China has the, the Winter Games in 2022, and that's a, a shadow that looms over this. Do you want to have an incident with an international sporting event? Before that, you do not. I think this is a testament to tennis, how nimble it can be. But you said it. I mean, the, the WTA has made a big bet on China, so it has a big impact when those events cancel, and we'll see what, what the ripples are. Uh, positive side, good news, we will have Indian Wells. Good news, we will have WTA finals somewhere. All right, uh, top of the hour, we've got the final quarterfinal of the day. Daniil Medvedev, Stefano Tsitsipas. Let's break it down using universal tennis. It, it does not get much closer than this. Tsitsipas, Chanda, an edge by .02 overall. A little bigger when it comes to the clay UTR. Yeah, they're going with John, though. I mean, who who knew? A little slight <laughs> advantage to Tsitsipas. Higher clay UTR, as you mentioned, as you would expect, although Medvedev seems to have made up some ground with his results this year on the red clay, but still the slight edge and uh, probability, 51% to 49%. Well, that, that's a great point. I mean, this is a real rivalry in itself between head-to-head, which favor Medvedev, and uh, between clay momentum, which obviously favors Sitsipas. So uh, 51-49, that's like tighter than the guy's abs that was doing that <laughs> tennis workout. That's a, that's, that's a pick em. I love that, John. Uh, how much, I mean, mentally coming into this, Sitsipas, he really didn't want to talk about this match at all. And we remember what happened in Miami between these two. Mm-hmm. Almost came to, to fisticuffs. But Medvedev seems pretty relaxed so far. I think it's easier for Medvedev to be relaxed. He came into this tournament with literally no expectations. People talking about how bad he was on clay up to now for, you know, number two seed. And I think, you know, things have shifted certainly in his mind uh, for Medvedev. Maybe his belief that he can win on this surface, that has to be better. And then playing against a guy he's beat the majority of the times they played, that's got to help as well. Let me let me ask the former player: Are we, are we buying that? Um, is, is he sandbagging on clay? I mean, do we, do we think his chances were as small as he made them out to be? 
I think based on the history here at Roland Garros, but based on how he had played on clay, no. I mean, he still had some good results. I think a final, a semi, um, and some big events. But it was inexplicable why he did not do as well, you know, in any sense, hadn't won a match here. Um, but that has changed completely. He said, trust me now. I told you before the tournament, <laughs> these conditions were perfect. I loved playing here. I just didn't like it when it was cold and rainy and they had different types of tennis balls. He said, I like these tennis balls. Players getting set to take the court. The Sitsi mask, Stefanos, with his face on. The premier joueur entré sur le court était demi-finaliste ici en 2020. Demi-finaliste également à l'Open d'Australie, numéro 5 mondial, le grec Stefanos Tsitsipas. The Greek can become the first player, man or woman, to reach semifinals at the last three major events. More clay court wins than anyone on tour this year, Stefano Tsitsipas. Sur opposé à celui qui était demi-finaliste à l'US Open en 2020, finaliste de l'Open d'Australie cette année, le numéro 2 mondial, le russe Daniel Medvedev. And the Russians still a chance at world number one. Both players, a perfect 3-0 in major quarterfinals. That unbeaten record will come to an end for one of them tonight. Jason Goodall and Roland Garros champion Tim Courier on the call when we come back. The quarterfinals live on Tennis Channel.